0: Good afternoon. Welcome in to the Boulevard Brewing Company post game drink. I'm Gabe Diarmen, PowerMizzou.com publisher, and there it is, in all its glory, on the top across the top of your screen. Tennessee 62, Missouri 24, and it honestly wasn't that close. Um, Josh Heupel could have scored as many points as he wanted to score in this game. The record against Missouri is 77 points and 750 yards, both of which were put up by Oklahoma in 1986 in a game that is called the Norman Conquest in Mizzou history. If Tennessee wanted to top those numbers, it absolutely could have happened today, make no mistake. The only reason it didn't was because Tennessee basically shut it down a drive into the second half at the latest. Um, This is up there with the worst performances legitimately in Missouri school history. It's in the discussion with 77-0, with 73-0 to A&M, with 66-0 to Kansas State, with 35-3 to Purdue. Um, that that's the short list. Uh, there were a couple Miami games in there, some Nebraska games, but it's on the short list. There's no question. Um, so here's what we're going to do. First of all, I do want to tell you guys that this show is brought to you by Boulevard Brewing Company, uh, Kansas city's finest without question, all kinds of, uh, great products they have. Obviously, great beers, you know, Tank 7, Space Camper are the ones I like, but they have all kinds of good beers. They have the Fling Cocktails. They have the Quark Seltzers that we encourage you to try out. You can get them at grocery stores, bars, across the country, really. Certainly anywhere you want to in the Midwest. So we encourage you guys to try out any of Boulevards products I, I'm gonna be honest I hope you have some sitting around the house and I hope you broke into them already because I don't know if you weren't getting paid to do so how you watched that entire game uh what we're gonna do here I'm gonna go through just the basics of of kind of some of the numbers and show you how absolutely awful it was and then we're gonna open up the phone lines and we're gonna leave it up to you guys this is either going to be the busiest, longest post-game show we've done in two years, or it's going to be the shortest and it's going to be completely dead. I don't really know which one. Uh, There's not really going to be in between. Either everybody is – furiously pissed off and wants to talk about it or everybody quit watching this game at halftime and they're out mowing their yard and raking leaves right now and whichever way it goes is fine but I'm not going to sit here and and break this down and and preach for the next two hours just to take up time Um, we're going to take your comments we're going to take your calls however long that goes it goes Um, I will say off the bat like nothing you can say is too harsh today Nothing is off limits. That is 100% one of the 5 to 10 worst performances that I can remember in the history of Missouri football, and I've seen a lot of Missouri football. Um, so let's just run through the, the quick stats, and then I've got the box score for you guys to look at. Uh, total offense, again, 677 for Tennessee, 396 for Mizzou, Total play is pretty close. Missouri competed in that regard, so, um, you know, that's something. Rushing yards, 452-74. to Missouri came in as the second worst rushing defense in the country. Unless Ohio gives up approximately 403 yards rushing today to Akron, Missouri will have the worst run defense in FBS football next week. Uh, Maybe in organized football, to be quite honest. Passing yardage, Missouri won that because I'm not sure Tennessee threw a pass in the second half. They probably threw a few. Um, I, I'm going to be honest, I didn't pay a whole lot of attention in the in the second half. Um, Tennessee only threw for 225 yards. I don't really know that they had to throw for that many, to be quite honest. Um, a little further detail for you here. I We can talk some about this. I've got no idea why in that game Tyler Beatty gets 24 touches and is still on the field in the fourth quarter. You're going to need this guy later in the season, theoretically. I don't. I don't know what we're doing here. Um, how many carries? Elijah Young had three carries. B.J. Harris had one. Dawson Downing had one. Michael Cox, who gets praised every week, didn't even see the field. I. I don't know what we're doing here. Um, we. I. I don't know if Eli Drinkwitz wants Tyler Beatty to be able to play in Week Ten or not. Um, but that's. The craziest part of that game to me was that you got Brady Cook zero snaps. You got Tyler Macon zero snaps. Maybe you're telling your starters, hey, you deserve to be out there and wear this. But I, I don't know why we aren't seeing some other guys on the offensive line um, at running back, at quarterback. I, I'm not sure what we're doing here uh, in that regard. Missouri had nine penalties for 96 yards. You can complain all you want about the holding calls not being right, but not all the calls were wrong, guys. Nine penalties for 96 yards. At one point, they had more penalties than they had offensive plays. All right. I, I think, I'm sorry, no, more penalties than points. They had four holding penalties and three points. Um, Tennessee was six for 10 on third down, which is a little bit misleading. With two minutes left in the first half, they'd only faced one third down. Tennessee had 11 drives. They scored on 10 of them. The other one was stopped inside the one-yard line, and I'm going to be honest, it wasn't really stopped. Tennessee scored on that play. Uh, They reviewed it and somehow said they didn't, but whatever. Tennessee scored on that play. Uh, I mean, this was – again, there is nothing you can say, guys, that is over the top. I mean, I'm going to ask that you try to keep it clean, Um you know, I, I would like uh I would like it to be, you know, a little bit um G-rated. Don't be don't be too over the top here. Um PG rated. Let's go PG rated. I'm not asking it to be G-rated, just PG rated. Um But whatever you think, like I'm not really gonna disagree with you. If you want to talk about who should be fired and all that. I'm up for that because that's fair game today. And like I said, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and, and go on and on. I, I'm going to open up the phone lines for you guys now. Uh, let me make sure I've got I've got Skype open. The phone number is there on the screen. It's 573-234-4935. You guys are welcome to call in. Um, a, a, again, I ask you two things um, when you call in. First of all, w- whatever you're listening or watching the show on, please turn the volume down on that. If the volume is on on your computer and you call in, it's going to cause all sorts of problems for us. Second, I'm going to call out your area code. I just want you to hang on it and wait until you hear your area code because um, I sometimes we get five, six, seven calls piled up here, so I need you to wait. So we're going to start in the 832 area code. Who am I talking to in the 832? Hello? Yeah, yeah, who am I talking to? Yeah, this is uh, Dave from Chicago. What's up, Dave? How you doing, man?
1: Hey, doing great. How are you today?
0: I'm doing all right. What's on your mind? Oh,
1: man, where do I start? Honestly, well, I mean, what do you take from this? Seriously. I'm kind of, I'm just surprised, well, I'm surprised, surprised that I'm sitting here in, in October, October and now Kondo Martin is the best coach at the University of Missouri. Missouri. Uh, yeah, um,
0: incredible to me. I I think you take from it that some of the uh Eli Drinkwitz things, the lifetime contracts, the give him anything he wants, all that was was certainly um a little premature. You you don't bury the program, you don't say he can't get it done, all that. But like this is a reality check and and I've got I'll be honest, I've got my post-game column written. All the hey Complaining about fans showing up, the talk about the talent not being good enough. Um, all that goes out the window. The honeymoon's over as of today because nothing about. Man, I where ended the, the honeymoon last Saturday. I don't know what the okay. fuck, you know, we're hitting okay. with that. That, that honeymoon, honeymoon
1: ended against the Boston College. Okay. That's fair. I don't know where we go from here. I, I truly don't know where we go from here.
0: It, I mean, my guess would be not to a bowl game this year, certainly.
1: Fired up, the season's yeah, on the line. I just, I don't get it. I don't understand. You have a whole, you know, month to fix the run game.
0: Yeah, I mean, defensively, it, it is absolutely. It was dreadful. I, I don't know what the answers are. Um, it, it was dreadful. Yeah, defensively. I'm with you. Yeah. So, yeah, it's. Look, I, I don't have answers. I'll be interested to see what Drinkwood says after the game, but um I, I think where you go this year is hoping you can find some way to scrape to six and six, which I understand. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but hoping you can and that
1: realistically, I mean you get you get North Texas, you get Vandy. Right. I don't see another
0: win on the schedule, do you? Um if they play the way they play today, absolutely not. South Carolina is you know, yeah. it's gettable. South Carolina's not really good. Um but I but, mean, after this are we good? No, oh <laughs> I mean, no. You know Missouri Missouri's <laughs> not good either. If they play like they did today, they're they're a four and eight team. But you know, yeah. the hope is that you find something you. and you get to six and six and you salvage this recruiting class, to be quite honest.
1: I'm with you. I think you know, you, you get to when do you fire Wilkes? Um, do we give him another? Does he get... I mean, my gosh, you, you lose in North Texas. I mean, yeah. the floodgates are open. Oh,
0: I mean, you lose that game, and you look anything like that. Like today, I think, yes. But, like, it's, yeah, on, it's, the, it's, on, it's on the, it's the table. The Wilkes firing
1: on the table now. I think, I mean, I put it on the table after yeah. Boston College, but I just... I, I think I it's mean, on today, the table.
0: What's that? I, I think it's on the table. I don't know that he'll do it. It has to be. But I think it's on the table. And the reason, I don't know if he does it, because if you fire the defensive coordinator that you went at, like last year, everybody could say, well, Walters isn't his guy. That can't be said this year. This is 100% on wits. Right. He fires Steve Wilkes. He's putting himself on the chopping block next. And I'm not saying Eli's going to get fired, but you get my point. This is his guy. I and, get your point. You know. It's his guy. And you know what? It's unfortunate
1: because for the first time, he hired his guy and he failed. So yes. I'm, I'm nervous. You know, what does this say about Drinkwitz moving forward? Yep. You know, Arkansas is excelling with Pittman. Ole Miss yep. is number 12 in the country. You know, these are teams that we routinely whip their, whip their ass. And here we are getting 60 points on us by Tennessee. I mean, we're watching teams that we should be, you know, on par with in the conference excel.
0: Tennessee, who, by the way— is in their first year under a new head coach who used to coach here, like that. There you
1: go. I mean, you're yeah. just making my point exactly. Yep. Tennessee first-year head coach. You know, Drinkwitz yep. had a year. Granted, last year, I mean, last year was rough. I mean, that was COVID.
2: Yeah. Uh, five and
1: five was fantastic, but you know what? We saw signs of this at the end last year when a Mississippi yep. State team, quite frankly, that was dog shit, hung fifty-five on us.
2: <laughs> I mean, there's
1: just. No
0: question.
1: I don't know where we go from here,
0: man. I agree with you, Dave. Uh, yeah, but and, I'm going
1: to go hit the Chicago Night Live. Everything's good. All right. Appreciate the time.
0: Enjoy it, man. I, right. Appreciate Take the care. call. M-I-Z and, forever, baby. There you go. Thanks. And roll tide. Thanks for, <laughs> thanks for starting it off, Dave. Okay, so I'm going to move on. I got a lot of people on hold. I've, I'm going to the 573 area code. There are three of you. So if the last two digits of your phone number are 43, you're up in the 573 area code. Hope you followed all that. Who am I talking to?
3: Hey, Gabe. It's Justin Ferguson. How are you doing, man? What's
0: up, Justin? How are you, man? Hey, hey. At least you, uh, at least you're sober. I know that you didn't have to drink much today.
3: Well, you know, I, thought I just kind of started in the second half, just starting to take Jagerbomb shots, just to to try to help me forget what the hell I just watched on TV because it was just that awful. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I mean, I, I have almost no words, Gabe. I mean, that was. Obviously the worst performance, one of the worst performing Mizzou teams that I've seen ever. And um, yeah. Eli Drinkwitz is going to have to do a lot of soul searching uh, because on the defense side of the ball, I mean, it, it's not just guys are in bad position, but nobody's tackling. People are getting pushed off the ball. I mean, it's, the talent's not that bad. Correct. It, it, it's not great. It's not elite. It's, it's nothing like that. But it is not that bad. That was FCS. Uh, I wouldn't even, you know, what FCS level guys. Uh, that's an insult to them. Um, oh, yeah. That was that was that was awful. I mean, and at some point we got to look and see. It. I mean, a lot of people talked about strength and conditioning, and things like. That. I mean, I'm watching Dev Nicholson as a linebacker just get pushed ten yards off the ball on a run support. I mean, there's nowhere even close. He doesn't even look like he. It looks like a running back. You just go out there and block that guy. Usually, I mean, there's a lot of guys that are getting pushed around, and at some point in time, Eli Drink is gonna have to, he's gonna have to do some soul searching and look into into ways early if he's gonna be
0: successful here. No question. I mean, how many how many no plays? Question. I mean, how many, whoever just called in, you got to turn your volume down. Thanks. Uh, how many plays did we see in the first quarter that I, I mean, we're talking 10, 15 yards downfield before before not before Missouri was in position to make the tackle before Missouri touched them gave up a 92 yard touchdown run i mean it was I, I like you said it's beyond any description i don't really know what you say um it, it was brutal um everything you said is yeah. is 100 right justin and, and what like you,
3: you, know, you know you you heard, heard him say hey we're, we're not gonna, gonna finger your point you we're we're gonna, gonna kind of stay the course, course. we're gonna uh, you know, all those things that Eli and Steve Wilson kind of said during the week. And then, as soon as Tennessee scores after that first drive, we see some 3 3 5. Like, these guys don't have, they don't even have
4: a gauge of what you normally do. They're yeah, going 3 3 5 with Jatoy and Ansford as your.
0: Middle linebacker. So, so that's. Well, who thought that was a good idea? Well, well, let's talk about that because I, I do at least want to say, and I tweeted this: Hey, they made an adjustment. Now you can argue it was a terrible adjustment. It clearly didn't work. I'm not saying 335 with Jatori and Hansford at middle linebacker is the right scheme, but like they did do something different. Um, it was actually even worse than what they'd done the first four weeks, but they did do something yep. different. <laughs> you know. I, I don't know. I, I mean, there's. It's just laughable. I yeah. mean, yep. you
4: don't see Detroit against for almost at all. Right, he doesn't play at his natural year.
3: position. I mean, very little. Yes. Yet, yes. After the first drive, now he's your starting middle line As like,
0: that yep.
3: doesn't change the dynamic of your first your front six Whoa. because they still had I'm, two defensive tackles, two defensive ends, and two linebackers.
0: I'm I'm gonna and argue almost no difference. I'm going to argue it did change the dynamic. They were worse today than they've been all season. Uh Yeah, you're right. It was, it was
3: definitely
4: worse. You
3: know, yep. What I'm getting at is if you're
0: going to load right. the
3: box and try to do something like that, go with more defensive right. linemen. Five or defensive linemen. You had four of them still in there. All you did was just put one in the line. I mean, yep. it didn't change anything. Yep.
0: All right, Justin, I appreciate it, man. i got a whole bunch of people on hold, so I'm going to move yeah, on. It, but thanks for it, the call, buddy. It, all right. We're staying in the five seven three area code. If if your number is five four eight five, go ahead. You with me?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you, Gabe. Uh I thought uh Kim mm-hmm. Kiefer made some nice throws there in the first quarter. Who am uh, I talking with? Bleach Leach made a nice catch. <laughs> Gary. Gary okay. in Columbia. Okay. Lindsey Collins yep. made a nice grab. Um this is nothing this is nothing new. Um you know, Mizzou when I was growing up in the eighties, I'm not sure they won it a game.
0: It looked you know, it looked uh, like a lot of those separate. games. It's... Go ahead. No, it, it looked like a lot of those games. You're right, because I came to some of those games, right? We I started out yeah, talking yeah. it looked a little like the Norman conquest and a little like seventy three nothing against A and M and and when Miami came in for homecoming. Here's the here's the thing. Those teams were actually really good teams, right? That were beating Missouri. This is like an av- This is Supposedly. like a 6 and 6 Tennessee team that beat Missouri today.
2: Well, I mean, I could tell you in the 70s we had a lot of NFL players and we would we would uh, beat a ranked Notre Dame team and then take a dump against but state the next week. I mean, this is I, I'm just, you know, I'm okay, you know, it's zoo football. That's that's what it is, you know.
0: Yeah, today was today was. I mean, it was a flashback to some of those ugly games you talked about. No question, man. It's but
2: about as ugly as I I've think, ever seen, Gabe. And, I think uh, actually the comparison as, as a Mizzou fan, you know, that's what uh, we've seen. That we're used to it.
0: Yeah, I think the comparison. It is what it is. I think the comparison to the Skip Leach and Kent Kiefer offense is actually an insult to those guys because those offenses actually put up some points. Today's offense, this,
2: oh, Gabe, this offense I would was totally not good agree today. with you. That when Bill Wilkerson would call those games, he made them so exciting. That yeah. was a an aerial Lindsay, assault. Lindsey you know. Collins, Byron Chamberlain, anybody, Damon
0: Mays. Yeah.
2: Damon Mays. I yep. loved Victor Bailey there in the nineties. Yep. Oh, we yep. had some good players,
0: man. No question. Well, Gary, I appreciate the call, man. All right, bud. All right, thanks a lot. We're moving on still in the 573-3940. Uh, are you there? I know you've called in a few times.
5: Yeah, I'm here. I got a couple of songs.
0: Yeah, who am I talking to? <laughs> this is Steve. Hey, Steve. How are you, man? What's going on?
3: Well, <laughs> you know, I had a lot further, guys. I my God, I mean, that 3-3 We're going to man running in the A.D. Um, I, I guess, guess my bigger concern, concern is, is, you know, I think Drinkwood drink knows they stuff, stuff. Because I kept saying last week, well, he's setting up a short side Ron 80 into the stone wall again, again and again and again. I just can't figure
2: out what we're doing.
0: It, it, is, is he trying, trying to, run to run the, the, the clock? He he knows it it sucks? <sighs> yeah, I mean, I you know, today, I, I mean, by the time you looked up it was 28-3 and everybody knew that game was over right i i mean yes i think he knows the talent is down and i think he knows they're not very good but not to this level like i forget who was saying it earlier but the talent's not this bad you can't explain today away by the talent and hey we're not good enough i mean they're not they're not 38 points worse than tennessee bad um today was with something special and I don't use the Q word and I'm not going to do it here, but I, I'm not sure how a team that I, I'll be interested to see what Drinkwood says after the game, because I'm not sure a team that is fully bought in and ready to go gets beat that way in the first quarter.
5: Yeah. I mean, Dave matter didn't use the Q word, but he used the loaf word and he shares videos on cool. Twitter saying, yeah, basically
0: showing, you know, Greg Straw just quit, quit. Yeah, I saw I saw that tweet, and that, and that one, I'm sure, will be brought up in the film room and played a few times.
3: Well, I mean, has the guy done anything in two
0: years? He's made a few plays, but, I, like, you know, it, it almost, and I don't mean to, to, like, gloss is it, over...
3: Is it worth going head lasso and yeah. putting out a viral video over that guy?
0: Yeah, I don't mean to, to gloss over your point, but, like, picking out individuals who were bad in this game seems like unfair, right? Because I can't pick out individuals who are good in this game. Can you name one player? That's not true. Sean Ketting, Harrison Mevis, and Grant McInnes were good. Missouri has good kickers. Other than that, I can't pick out anybody that was good.
3: Yeah, I mean,
0: yeah, and Harrison. yeah. yeah the kickers were about <laughs> it for the day. Right, thanks, Dave. All right. Thanks a lot. Appreciate the call, Steve. Let's go. Uh, we got the 314 area code. Are you still on the line with me? 314, you here? Okay. We are going to move on. Let's see. Let's go back to the 573, uh, ending in 1318. You there? Hey, Gabe. Hey, who am I talking with here?
3: This is
0: Adam. Hey Adam, what's going on, man? How are you? Oh,
3: man.
0: Adam, I uh I'm losing you here.
3: gauges watching some really bad Mizzou football, we're all battle-tested, mm-hmm. but I gotta say, after this defensive performance, I think this is right on par with uh, maybe 2017's oh, debut against Southwest Missouri State. Yeah,
0: yeah hey, uh, whoever just called in, please, uh, you know, kind of stay quiet so I can hear if you don't mind. Uh, no, that's that's fair, that that Missouri State game where they gave up 43, that was pretty bad, yeah um, it's up there with some of those games that Missouri fans would get mad about Nebraska and Oklahoma running up the score, but really they had their third stringers in, and you just still couldn't stop them. Like it's in that conversation,
3: right? But like you said, like you said a few minutes ago. Obviously, those were good teams.
2: Southwest mm-hmm. Missouri
3: State has never been good by any measure, especially against a Division One team. Right now, the first thing I want to ask is: with all these fifth-year super seniors, all these. Guys on the defensive line, can it not clearly be said that Nick Bolton is the most important <laughs> defense in the zoo? Hit considering how
0: much he has that? Yeah, it, it certainly appears that way. And and Adam, you're you're cutting in and out a little bit, but yeah, Nick Bolton um, apparently was like Ray Lewis times Ray Nitschke plus some Ed Reed in him. I mean, he he must have just covered up so many problems last year, either that or every guy on Missouri's roster has gotten worse since coming back, which is discouraging.
3: Well, it was something like that. Or, you know, the other question I have is, can we all start a Kickstarter, any go-go, funny, pass the hat to uh, bring back Coach school?
0: I get it. Um you know, I don't know that that solves everything, but I, but I do understand the sentiment. Um, Missouri's defensive line was really good when he was here. How much of that was him? I I don't know for sure, but I understand the sentiment. Yeah.
3: Well, it couldn't hurt. Thanks.
0: Yeah. All right. Thanks for the call, man. All right. We're moving on to the three one two area code. Who's on the line from the three one two? Three one two. You with me? What? Okay. Uh, I think we lost you. 307. You there? Hey, Gabe. It's Jim Bob out in Wyoming.
3: How you doing?
0: Hey, Jim Bob. Hi. What's up, man? How are you?
3: Oh, you know, uh, I'm, I'm better, better now because it's elk hunting. I believe
0: it is. I'm hunting elf. I don't know Jim Bob, I, uh, you are really going in and out here. And I can't hear anything you're saying, man. Uh, well, uh, okay, there you are. Now I can uh, hear you. Sorry,
3: Gabe. Well, I just want to, <laughs> to say thanks. I'm going elk hunting for the rest of the fall. Um, I don't need to watch this stuff anymore. <laughs> and good luck to all the deer hunters on the board.
0: Yeah, I got a lot of, got a lot of free time freed up here. and And I am afraid this is... This is go. I mean, look, attendance wasn't great, but it it might go off the cliff here for these next few games, and that's a concern. But like, it's kind of hard to blame anybody, right?
3: <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a tough to want to go support the team after. I mean, you know, I do. I also live in Wyoming, so right, right. It's a little more difficult for me to get out there. But. Um, but, yeah, that was, that was kind of a brutal one. But good luck to everybody on the hunting season, and uh, <laughs> thanks for all you're doing
0: here, Gabe. All right, Jim Bob. Well, enjoy the elk, man. Thanks a lot. <laughs> all, right. Bye. all right, let's go uh, to the 206 area code. Who's here from the 206? And, and guys, if you're trying to call in, I'm going to get to you. we got busy phone lines. 206 area code. Hey, it's
3: me, really
0: i Seattle. Hey, what's going on? How are you? uh can you say that again man sorry we, we, i don't know if this is my internet or your guys internet but uh, but i'm having trouble here
3: <laughs> oh no worries yeah i just said uh, i want to get your take on core value number one which is always compete. and how that kind of uh <laughs> And how that
0: kind of played out today? Yeah. Um, <laughs> look, I I always say that I refuse to to just watch a game and accuse someone of quitting. Right? I, I don't think that's fair on my part. I will be interested to see what Eli Drinkwitz says about the effort because. I, It is fair to question the effort after watching that game. I don't think there's any question about that. I mean, if you watch that game, the first thing you have to think is, hang on, Tennessee is not 38 points better. What happened here? Was that an effort problem? And I'll be interested to see what the head coach says in regards to that. Yeah,
3: sure. When you look around the country, some of these different, like, UH programs or are experiencing like a success, like the of the world and teams um, almost like that, I can't remember any time in like Donald's first tenure before a team puts together this bag of effort, this is, like, a kind of game, you see, like FBS teams losing and Sandy losing. Yeah. But I think for them to talk about closing that gap, um I feel like this is an indicative of a of a coaching staff that. You know, they shouldn't be talking like
2: that if this is the kind of
0: product that we're putting on the field. Yeah, I mean, look, it's a fair point. Right now, we can't make the the comparison. Can't be has Clemson ever done anything like this? Maybe you can compare it to South Carolina, right, and and try to stay ahead of them, and then try to right. catch Tennessee, which which has absolutely run you off the field two years in a row. So, um, yeah, it's discouraging all around. No question. Yeah,
3: well, I
0: really I I I all right, thanks for the call, man. I appreciate it. We got uh, we got two from the eight one six. If your number ends in seven eight eight four, you're up. Who's who's on the line? Hey, Gabe. Hey, who am I talking with?
3: I am. Um, you're talking with Phil.
0: Okay, what's hey, up, Phil?
3: First of all, I wonder what would your
0: dad, slash the old man,
3: write about this game.
0: Um, I, you know, I don't know for sure what he would write. Um, I can, I would imagine it's probably similar to what I've already written and will post when this show is over, but I don't know for sure. Uh, haven't talked to him about this one.
3: Well, Gabe, this is late 1980s, early 1990s, embarrassingly bad.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
4: Horrible.
3: But one bright spot. Is that we have an AD that is not beholden to anybody. And I don't think she'll stand for this. I really don't. I think uh, I talked to so many people that are not going to come back that I sat near today. And that's sad. I will be back next week and for the season. But it's just, it's sad. It's
6: sad. Not
3: enough tank seven to
0: get through this game. That's all I gotta say. All right, Phil. Yeah, it was rough. Uh, appreciate the call, man. But uh, but uh, you know, I don't think Eli Drinkwitz is getting fired. We got one more call on the line from the eight one six. Who's there? This is Bill. Hey, Bill. How you doing, man? What's going on? What's on your mind?
7: Good. Good. Okay. Uh, I'm at the game today. Okay. And we're on the left side of the thirty-seven
0: yard line. One. So the
7: defense as come off the field, and after the score was twenty-one to three, the defense was done. Yeah, you could tell by their body language they were finished. They had no desire to do anything.
0: Hey, and, well, and
7: the rest of the game, you, you saw the result.
0: Yeah, I mean, to be fair, they hadn't really done anything before that. You know? I know. <laughs> I'm just saying.
7: And also, how are they going to justify keeping Wilkes? When
0: Tennessee puts up 677 yards. Yeah, it's yeah. like I said, it, that is on the table now. Now, I don't know. I know he, Eli Drinkwood certainly is going to be asked about it post game. I don't know what he'll say. I, I don't think he's going to fire Steve Wilkes in the post game. I don't think he'll probably fire him this week, but after a performance like that, it is on the table. I agree. Yeah,
7: I agree. I agree. Yep. And also, Dave, I was wondering why. When the score was twenty eight to three, Missouri was finished. Why not just switch and flip
0: Tyler in there? Yeah. Or Brady Cook. Somebody. I agree. I agree. And now I understand why you don't do it in the first half, but in the second half I would have played some of the backups. Tyler Beatty should have been resting. Basilek yeah, should have I'm, been resting. I totally agree.
7: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. I love the show. It, it was a tough of the day.
0: Yep. Thanks a hey, lot, right. Bill. Appreciate it, man. Thanks,
7: Dave. All
0: right, buddy. All right, Bye. we'll talk to you later. All right, let's go nine oh eight. Who's on the phone?
1: What's up, David Schiff? I just got done with the Nets. How are you doing?
0: <laughs> Not bad, Schiff. What's up, man? How are you?
1: I'm good. I'm passing the San Diego St. Thomas football game right now.
0: Well, you're um, you're in a better place than we are here in Mid Missouri.
1: Uh, I would agree with that. Um, I watched about half of the game before I had to head over. Mm -hmm. my question is how do you feel about Connor baselak's starting chances for next season just given i'm not i'm not christening sam horn as the next jesus or patrick mahomes
7: right
4: but in the small sample size brady cook has looked pretty good and i don't think baselak has just done anything this year to solidify himself as a guy going forward that's been awful but i just don't think that he's
1: he cemented the into in
4: okay. job. But
0: that's fair. Yeah, he came into the day in the today, 10th in the country in touchdown passes, 13th in yards. Like I think he's the starter this year, and I think he's the starter next year. Beyond that, I don't know. And like the offense wasn't good today, and Baszak wasn't good today. But again, kind of singling out any individual player is is pretty difficult after that effort. Hey. Whoever's on the uh, line from the three one four, I, I don't know if you can mute your line. I'll get to you in a minute, but there's some crazy interference. Um, but no, Bazalak was not good today. I understand, but neither was anybody else. So let's give it the rest of the year and make a judgment then.
4: That's fair.
1: I'm going yeah. to look for some Mexican food. I wasn't going to keep you long
0: <laughs> today. All right, Schiff. Have a good one, man. Enjoy. We'll talk to you. See you, brother. All right, let's go uh, three one four area code. Who am I talking to?
3: Hey, this is uh, Ryan Gabe.
0: What's up, Ryan? How you doing, man? Hey, uh, obviously tough,
3: tough day today with uh, the loss, just the performance of the team. Um, the question I had for you is: obviously, you have really great insights into the whole, you know, recruiting aspect mm-hmm. of, of of college football. And what does a game like this do from a recruiting standpoint? Obviously, one of things strong suits is yeah. being able to, you know, recruit you know high level players. Does a game like this you know, put put a big dent in in, in that potential it, or can he still continue to sell the program as hey, we're turning the corner, get in here, you could play early, make an impact early, um, you know, from that standpoint. Just just any thoughts on that would be really helpful.
0: Yeah, it makes his job harder because he is not selling to these guys, look, we're gonna be really good this year. Um, but now they're not even as good as, as even probably the skeptics thought, like they're probably not making a bowl game at this point. So it does make his job a little bit harder in selling this to recruits. That doesn't mean he can't do it. Um, but it is more difficult probably than it was two weeks ago, because if a kid watched this game, he's going, hang on, man, you're that far behind Tennessee. You already lost to Kentucky. How many people are going to be here next week? It makes his job harder. There's no question. And uh, I, you know, Next year, is he's going to have to show some some progress, certainly. Now, the flip side of that is, yeah, he can get on the phone with these kids and say, hey, did you see us play last week? You probably can play here next year if you come here. So there's two ways you do it. But um, I, I'm not going to say that this like cripples recruiting and that they're going to have a mass exodus. But today was bad enough that it at least does kind of make you think, hey, he's he's got a little tougher sales job than he had a week ago. There's no question about it.
3: Gotcha. Thank, thanks for taking my call,
0: Steve. All right. Thanks a lot. Appreciate the call. Let's uh let's stay in the three one four. Uh you still on the line with me? Hey Gabe. it's Scott. How are you doing? Not bad. What's going on, Scott? How are you? Uh well I still have beer left. So, okay. So
3: that's uh the only positive thing I think I have going right
0: now. Yeah, that's good news. I mean you're still um, you're still upright. Outside, Outside of that,
3: that
0: I, uh, I'm curious how you, how you feel.
3: Uh, the, team the team that we team saw, saw play Kentucky and Boston College, I was at the Boston College game, and while the, the defense, defense was bad, the attitude was still there, and they played hard, um, and the game, you know, were competitive. Yep. And I feel like Tennessee isn't better than Kentucky or Boston College. Oh,
0: no, not at all. Uh,
3: so what did we see today? Like, I don't even know what I saw today.
0: We saw – a confluence of Tennessee coming out, hitting on all cylinders with something to prove really fired up, and Mizzou with pretty much no one playing well and things going poorly. And again, I, I don't want to say without hearing what Eli Drinkwood says, that the effort wasn't there, but I understand how watching that game, people do draw that conclusion, right? Um, Because it's hard to imagine that they were given everything they had. And that was the result because again, there were just so many plays where, I I mean, there wasn't a Missouri defender, like in the zip code of the Tennessee guy with the ball. And, and I don't know that can't be all scheme, but it also can't be all talent, right? I mean, at its worst, Missouri's defense should not be this bad. No matter what scheme it's running, um, and so yeah, I I can't really explain it any better than you can, and and I honestly I doubt Eli Drinkwitz can either. Uh, the last
3: thing, Gabe, is you know everyone's like uh, you can't fire a defense quarter in the middle of the year. Yeah. Well, you could have a grad assistant come in and do the same thing that.
0: Wilkes did today. Yeah. I mean, I, anybody
3: can steam, you know,
0: 800
3: yards of offense and 62 points. I don't think you need to be paid a million dollars in order it, to do that. It,
0: it It takes something incredibly drastic to fire a guy who has been here for five games, right? But today was drastic. And like I said, I am not calling for Steve Wilk's job. But I do think, I mean, the question's at least going to be asked. It is on the table. Hey, did you make a bad move that you have to correct here? Now, Eli can say whatever he wants at that point and, and And I don't, if I had to bet, I don't think he's going to fire him. But it's at least at the point, yeah, that it has to be asked.
3: Yeah, I agree with you, Gabe. Uh, thanks. I, I'd say uh, I'd put attendance at uh, next week's game at about 35000 so I think it'll be a little a above day. that,
0: but, yeah, thanks, Scott. Appreciate the call, man. Uh, let's move on to the uh, 417 area code. Who's on the phone from 417? Mark.
3: Hey, Gabe, it's Stuart in Springfield.
0: What's up, Stuart? How are you, man? Uh, been better. Yeah. Um, yeah.
3: Man, my thoughts on the game, I, I found myself not even – Upset because I'm just used to the defense just playing
1: his 4 My my issue today was – go ahead.
0: No, I was going to say, like, middle second quarter, I started almost – it was almost like a train wreck. Like, this is so bad you can't look away. And at some point you go, well, I know they're not winning, so I almost just want to see, like, 82 points, right? It's like when you watch your team – and they're getting no hit, and they're behind 11 nothing. you know they're going to get beat. So you almost just kind of morbidly start rooting for the no-hitter. You know? I mean, if you're going to see really bad, see historically bad.
3: Well, exactly. And, you know, if obviously something, change is needed, uh, you know, we got – we got our defensive players. They can't even take the correct pursuit angle. I mean,
0: this is junior high
3: football stuff.
0: Yeah, there was nothing. Our
3: guys are getting blown off the ball. Yep. Nobody's backing up the defensive line. Nobody's backing up the linebackers. I mean, 15, 20 okay. yards before a guy gets touched
1: on a on
0: a
3: on an off tackle run play is inexcusable.
1: And, and oh, by the
0: way, they can't really cover the pass either. I mean, based yeah, on exactly. today.
3: Exactly. I mean, I made the I made the comment, uh, kind of, you know, just run a straight up forward well, and be us back in back the back air. Right? They beat
5: us in the yeah, air, but again.
0: they can't just
3: beat us fifteen Think yards off the ball every single play. It's just I, I'm sick of it.
0: You're 100% uh, right. That
3: being said, I'm going to watch every
1: game, man. I'm going to watch <laughs> every game. I'm going to root for zoo, man. And I appreciate you doing what you do, Gabe. Okay?
0: All right. I appreciate it, Stuart. Thanks, man. Let's go uh, 573, area code, ending in 4-6. You there? Hey, Gabe. It's Mike again. Hey, Mike. Can you hear me? I can hear you, man. Yeah, what's up?
3: Hey, uh, do you think we we're at the point where we had
0: questions that you
3: can teach? Teams to younger athletes compared to NFL so right now. I mean, it's bad. I mean, I, I, you figure the NFL coach could teach a team and techniques to college kids. I don't know if it's just he's players the knowing what to do.
0: Well, I think. So a he not f- have to, go, to go, go step by step. By step by 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 I think. Hey, the other hey, guys that hey. are on the line, I need you to. I need you to mute your line because your conversation is kind of going over the air here. Um, hey, right here. Hey. Yeah, please mute your line. Um, I think a fair question to ask about Wilkes is: Is he coaching something that? he can do with NFL-level players that he can't do with the level of players he has here. I don't know. And again, there are so many problems on defense that, like, simply not getting blocked six yards off the ball should be something that college kids can handle. But I, I think that's that's definitely a question people have. Well, and,
3: and you remember old Virginia Tech defense that was very complex. His defense is not that complex. I and mean, I just don't get how... how How bad it is right now. I mean, like the other guy said, pursuit angles, everything is just off. It's like the defense gave up and they don't believe in the defense.
0: It it is inexplicable because the scheme can't be this bad, but also the talent isn't this bad. It's like, you're right. There's no way to understand why they're this bad. Yeah. Yep.
3: Well, thank you, Gabe. I yeah. know I said Gabe up last week, and as a Missouri fan or any kind of Missouri Back team fan, you just a glutton for So, All right. Thank thank you, Gabe.
0: Thanks, Mike. I appreciate it. Let's stay in the 573 area code. Who's there from 573?
3: Hey, Gabe. It's Patrick. How are you?
0: Not bad. What's up, Patrick? Hey, I, I tell
3: you what. This, what this reminds me of is uh, hey. the Norman Conquest. Saw the uh, saw the, the debacle in yeah. a and This sponsor reminds me of uh, King Cole's first season, the 55-7 uh, Michigan to loss. Oh, Michigan State. State.
0: Yeah. Which you just saw that,
3: well, he was able to turn that around. But uh, the bad part about it is that, that was the end of the season and not in the middle of the season that uh, Missouri facing right now. Um, like those folks,
6: the 3-3-5 defense. It was kind of funny.
3: Game, they actually talked about that today. And like put these spread offenses, it makes the perfect sense. But, man, you've got
6: to have the personnel to do it. So as soon as we saw will put those out there, it's like,
3: man, the, the defensive line and linebackers can't handle it when they got a 4-2 or a 4-3 yeah. even going, now we're going to a three-three-five. 3 5 it just, it, 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 I, you'd almost, it just seems to me you almost want, especially with the, the quarterback challenges that Tennessee's had, make them throw the ball. Yes, yeah. you know, the pass defense isn't your strong suit, but, man, it's better than your run. So make them do that, and maybe you can come up with some turnovers to at least keep you in the game. Instead, you basically said, throw out your playbook, what you're doing, and just run the ball, which they did. And they were more than happy to do that. Um, just, the, the whole the idea did not make sense to me. Um Anyway, it, I'm beating the dead horse here. Um, <laughs> I just don't know how Will said, you know, that thought that the defensive line was the strength of the defense at the, beginning of the yeah. season. I think that right there is just a, such a giant red flag at this point. Um, yeah, that anybody even make that comment is beyond me. But if the horse, it, if the horse
0: wasn't dead, it died middle of the first quarter today. Thanks for the call, Patrick. Appreciate it. it man. Definitely did. All right, buddy. Have a good one. Let's uh, let's go to the three one two area code. Who's there? Hey, Big Al. What's up, Big Al? How are you, man?
3: I'm good. Hey, uh, you know, i got to go back on uh, Barry Odom's recruiting because I think he settled for guys that he missed. I think the defensive line, they they were undersized. They weren't great athletes, same way with the offensive line. And I think if you go back to the Arkansas game of last year and you saw when Nick Bolton got out and when they put in the subs the second stringers in there, they didn't have the natural instincts to fill the holes and they guess like Jamal Brooks and those guys. You see it today. They just don't have that natural instinct. And um, and then this year, you factor in that they lose four four uh, backups, uh, linebackers, to the portal. Yeah. And we lost the two defensive tackles and everything else. We yeah, were right. diluted. But, however, um, if you watch the game today, and you watch how, like, Chris Turner, God bless him for being there, but he doesn't perform or produce. Yeah. Yeah. But he crashes down the line and doesn't maintain the edge. And I think that's coaching. I think they're telling him to go down the line. And hopefully come down outside, but they don't have anybody on the outside to get that.
0: Yeah, and, so and I was just go ahead,
3: go ahead. No, I was just going to say at the I Boston agree that game last week, and uh, yeah, we talked to a couple players that were in one of the delis after the game. Okay, and they just said simply Missouri wasn't that physical. They said they weren't bad, but they just weren't very physical. So I think Drinkle better change the tone in there and get some big easy guys that are going to set the edge and and do what they got to do or it's going to be a bad deal for
0: them. Yeah, and I think, look, Odom's recruiting wasn't great. We know that. It also was not this bad, right? Like, these players were better than this last year and they were better than this the year before. Now, they weren't maybe good enough for him to keep his job and the recruiting needed to be better, but the talent gap between Missouri and Tennessee isn't this big. It just isn't. Um, and this is the first week we've seen – like the Kentucky game, hey, Kentucky's a better team. They won by a score. Fine. Boston College, they won in overtime. But those are similar teams. That's fine. Today, these were evenly matched teams, and one of them looked like they didn't belong on the field with the other one. And so that's not all recruiting. That's just – I don't know. There's more to it than that, and I don't have the answer. But, but yeah, I agree with you, Well
3: – The defense better better figure it out because if not, they look like they were done today. Honestly, and I I agree to say
0: that. Agree. All right, buddy. Appreciate Um, the call. Thanks, Dave. All right, let's uh, let's move to the seven one nine area code. Who's there?
3: Uh, John, how you doing?
0: Hey, what's going on? How are you? Not too bad. How are you? Hey, whoever's on the line, like you've got to mute your line. I got kids screaming in the background. This is brutal. Okay, go ahead, man. Sorry about that.
3: Oh, yeah, no worries. Um, just a few observations here. I think in all my years, you know, as a Mizzou fan, this was probably the first time when I'm watching a game where I just knew that the defense just, just could not stop anybody. I mean, it put so much pressure on our offense. I, I mean, it seems our offense has to score 75 points, you know, to uh, yeah. kind of even stick with the game, you know, to uh, no effort. I mean, I don't remember if it was 14-3 or 21-3 to on that screen pass on 3rd and 12 where I mean yeah was, what, I think that made tackles. it 28. eight three. I don't know yeah. who n- number two
0: I'm sorry I think that one was the one that made it 28. eight three. Yeah
3: right I mean I don't I don't remember who I think it was number two just you know just kind of lackadaisical I mean I don't know if it's just kind of demoralizing they just kind of gave up um I just you know I just don't know where they go from here just put so much pressure on the offense I'm not saying our offense are world leaders but they've you know, pretty much got the job done when they had to, you know, but I just don't know you know, it's just the worst defense I've seen, you know, in a long, long time.
0: Yeah, I I, I totally agree. I mean, I, I don't know how they got this bad and I don't know what the answer is either. Uh, I am reading, uh, Mitchell Forties post right now. He asked Steve Wilkes or asked Eli Drinkwitz after the game if he would consider making a change at defensive coordinator. Drinkwitz said he just stepped off the field, so that's not something he considered. Then said no comment. So um, you know, obviously, right. uh, obviously, but but you're hundred percent right. Like I, I, it's we've talked we've talked it a hundred ways, and there's no way they're this bad. There's no way the scheme is this broken. There's no way the talent is this bad. There's no way to explain that defensive performance today. And the offense wasn't great. Don't get me wrong. The offense had plenty of problems today, but we—it's not even worth talking about because you let the other team score on ten of their eleven drives. So brutal. Yeah,
3: yeah. It was brutal. And last thing before I, before I hang up here, it's just—you know—you you know—I you, you know, would—I wouldn't say I would feel better, but. It seems like there's just a lot of missed gaps. I'm not. I'm not Daniel Jeremiah. I'm not a scout, but it's right. just you know, just looking at it, you just people get blown off the ball, just missed yep. assignments, not gap sounding. You know, if if there were just missed tackles, you would say, "Oh man," you know these, you know, need you know work on some tackling. But man, these last, especially this game, but his last three weeks, it just seems like just just and like you said earlier, just I mean they're 15, 20 yards down the field before someone's even near them. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's 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 just I, I, I don't know how any opponent from any week on just if they pass the ball, they should be checked, you know, mentally. I mean, I would just run the ball every single play against Missouri until you you could stop
0: it. I agree. The scary part is the Boston College game is probably Missouri's second-best defensive performance of the year, and they gave up 41 points, you know. Brutal. I mean, so. Yep, well, I appreciate the call, man. Thanks a lot. All right. Appreciate it. Let's go uh, 636 area code. You still with me? All
3: right. Yeah. Who am I talking to? Uh, This is Rob.
0: What's up, Rob? Rob? How you doing, man?
3: Oh, good. Oh, uh, well, not really. Uh, right, but, right. Uh, after watching the Kentucky in Boston College games, I mean, those were—I felt bad after those games. Those were heartbreakers. And now, mm-hmm. after watching today, it was just—it it, was—I just, don't know. It was just whatever. Like, it was numb. Uh, they didn't give an effort. Yep. So, yeah, I do How I don't know what you say about this, but. How about Conzo coaches this defense?
0: <laughs> I mean, you know, here I always joke with people. Here's what being a Mizzou fan is, right? Is you're always more fired up for the next season, right? So it's in in the offseason, like all spring. It's right I can't here, wait yeah. for can't wait for football season. Football season's going to be amazing. Blah blah. Then like four weeks into football season, it's. Oh, man, I can't wait. So, football, I'm done with that. Can't wait till basketball. And then we're going to get to like January 12th and people are going to be like, I'm done with basketball. Can't wait till football, right? It just keeps going yeah, back and yeah, forth. Because
3: I'm, I'm, more a, I'm actually more of a basketball guy than a football guy, actually. But, um, I mean, so let's say they, let's say they beat more Texas and they yep. beat Vanderbilt yep. and maybe South Carolina. That'll get you to five wins.
0: Right.
6: I think
3: their best chance out of A&M, Florida, or Arkansas might be a and M. I don't
0: know. Yeah, I think... Th- that one. I don't know. I, I think it might... Out of those three, the best chance might be A&M since Arkansas just beat A&M, and A&M is really bad offensively. Um, now, look, they're better than SEMO offensively, I think. But, um, you know... I, so, yeah. I, I mean... I six wins is not off the table because you can beat A and M and you could beat Arkansas, but also four wins is not off the table because you show up with that effort and you're not beating South Carolina. Honestly, you show up with that effort, I'm not sure you're beating North Texas to be quite honest. So, it's uh they're in a yep. bad spot, man. They just they need a win next week. Uh, however, they get it, they it would be great to get it and have the defense actually look competent. But I, I mean, we are. Yeah. It's no longer early, right? We are next week is the halfway point of the season, and Missouri. Yeah. I haven't done the math yet, but Missouri may now be giving up 300 yards a game rushing.
3: Yeah, and would you say the most uh, the main thing right now for the season is just to keep the most of the recruiting class intact?
0: Yeah, I, I think I think it's two things. I think it's don't ruin the confidence of some of the guys that are going to be the foundation of this thing going forward. And keep, just, just keep your recruiting on board. Bring in a top 25 class. Because if you can do that, now you've got two in a row. And, and look, I'm going to be very honest. Next year, the we don't have any talent. That's not okay. That's not an argument next year. Because you'll have two top 25 recruiting classes, and they're your guys. And the last guy didn't leave me anything isn't going to work next year. Um it it's still there's still a little bit to it this year certainly, but uh but next year that's not gonna be the argument. So yeah, I think it's I think it's yeah. keeping the young guys bought in and the and the recruits on board.
3: Yeah, a long way to go. Thanks,
0: kid. Yep. Thanks, Rob. Appreciate the call, man. Let's uh let's go back to the five seven three area code. Who's there? Hey Gabe. this is my hey, one of the
3: things I was
0: thinking,
3: thinking about is I mean, what did Will sell? for Eli to hire him I mean I mean, there has to be some blame what? on Eli on this I mean yeah a hundred percent do we need to start questioning like does he just need to run the offense does he need to be more strong on the defense you know uh, I know that's one of the things that we
0: blamed Odom
3: for was well he should have been more part of the defense and because he was the defense guy now it's you know back to the opposite well Maybe, like, it's not so much offense, it's more of a, I don't know how much control does he have on the defense, yeah. you know, when it comes to, he should have all the things. because he's a head coach, it's just kind of yeah. question, like, you know, yeah. is it the you know, the management style,
7: the, I mean, it's not like,
3: look at the beginning of the year, it's like, well, maybe we're not that good, and, and just kind of, does a really good self-pitch to bring people in, and, and get recruits in, and I don't know, I mean, there's got to be a lot of blame on Eli on this, and I feel like it's kind of
0: scapegoated, too, a little bit on, on the defense coordinator. Yeah, well, the truth is, first of all, it, it Barry Odom got fired mostly because he hired the wrong coordinator, right? But Odom was – he was a defensive yeah. guy, and he didn't have much to do with the offense. He was basically hired an offensive coordinator to be the head coach of the offense. And when that was Josh Heupel, that was fine. When it was Derek Dooley, it went south in a hurry. And that is ultimately that and Kelly Br- and duly not being able to fix Kelly Bryant is ultimately what got Odom fire. So now you've got the reverse situation. You've got a guy who's all offense and like, he doesn't sit in on the defensive meetings. He has hired Steve Wilkes to basically be the head coach of the defense. And he is now responsible for that. I mean, he's the head coach, so he's responsible for that side of the ball. So, yes, you can fire Steve Wilkes if it's not good enough, if you want to, but that's his guy. Ryan, Ryan Walters was never his guy, and we always knew that wasn't going to last, and it didn't. It lasted one year, and they parted ways, and, and he didn't fight to keep it. This is his guy. This is his hand guy. If he has to fire him half a season in – that's on Eli Drinkwitz. I mean, sure, it's on Steve Wilks, but that is Eli Drinkwitz admitting I failed if he if he fires Steve Wilks. So it's a hundred percent on him. Now that doesn't mean he loses his job for it because the way it always works is, hey, coordinators get fired first. But if he bring, let's say just for argument's sake, he were to fire Wilks and bring up a, bring in another defensive coordinator, if that one didn't work, he doesn't get to fire him and bring in a new one. He's gone then because this is this is his guy. And, okay, if you reach a conclusion it didn't work, you get one get-out-of-jail-free card, but you're not going to get another one.
3: Thanks, Gabe. I guess that's the difference between the the savings of the world and and the other coaches. So, I appreciate it, Gabe. Thanks so much.
0: All right, thanks a lot, Mike. Appreciate the call, man. and, uh, and appreciate all you guys who have, have called in. I mean, we've gone a solid hour here with uh, with with calls pretty much just back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. We do have the line open right now. If anybody does want to call in, uh, please feel more than welcome to 573-234-4935. I want to take a, a quick minute to remind you this is brought to you by the Boulevard Brewing Company. It's the post-game drink. Every week we take your calls and air your grievances and all that about Mizzou football. Boulevard makes it possible. Uh, hopefully some of you out there have consumed some Boulevard products today. We'll sit and watch some other games and consume some more. Um, this team's probably driving a lot of you to drink. Uh, whether you go out and you get some of their beer, whether you go with the fling cocktails, whether you go with the cork uh, seltzer, you know, that'll all work. Whatever you want, that is fantastic. So uh, you can do that. Do we uh, Do we still have somebody on the line from the 573?
3: Yeah, we do. We got Richard and Mike here from Como.
0: What's up, guys? How you doing? Good, how are you? Not bad. So what's on your mind?
3: How did? How come the whole fan base hates Barry Odom so much? He was a fine coach. He's winning seven, six, seven, eight games a year. You know, why Why do you have to get rid of him so fast?
0: Um, I I thought there was an argument to be made that Barry Odom could have been kept. I mean, he was, he wasn't good, but he wasn't awful, right? He was a 500 coach. He was okay. Now the way things started out uh, with Drinkwitz's recruiting. Barry's recruiting wasn't great. I don't think he had a very good relationship with Jim Stirk. but there is a little too much now of the, well, this is all Barry Odom's fault. Barry Odom's talent, was not this good. You can't both be on the side of, well, Barry Odom should have won 10 games in 2019 and Barry Odom left us such trash that you can lose 62-24 to to Tennessee and it's not your fault. You can't reconcile both of those statements. So I'm not going to make an argument that Barry should have been here. I'm not even going to make an argument that Drinkwitz isn't a step up. He looks like he has been, but the honeymoon ended today. And this is the column I wrote and it's not posted yet. It's going to post after this show. The honeymoon ended today. The equity, all the goodwill, a lot of that went out the window because Missouri's not this bad.
3: Yeah, we got two more things for you here. The first being, you know, do people forget about 2015, how bad Mizzou football, how bad a place it was in? Yeah. And I think back from that, like, we got to realize, you know, it's like the Kim Anderson years. Conzo gets a long leash because it was such a bad place. Right yeah um, and then also, go ahead sir. Paying-
0: <laughs> not to my knowledge not to my knowledge man I mean I you know who who knows I never say never in college sports but I sure don't know anything about it all right guys I, I appreciate the call thanks a lot let's uh, let's move on now to the uh, 618 area code who's on the line Hey Gabe. Yeah, what's up?
3: Yeah, uh listen, I, I just tuned in. Uh, thanks for I, I love this, this forum. I really appreciate it, but I just tuned in. So maybe you've already addressed this, but I'm thinking if Mizzou just let's just say they lose the rest of their games except for Vandy and North Texas, and let's say they they split one of the they split those. Okay. So that the the final the final the final count is three and nine. Yep. Does Drinkwitz, like Chad Morris, just like Chad Morris, where the wheels completely came off the bus for Arkansas? Does Drinkwitz lose his job at that point?
0: No, not unless there's NCAA violations or something. I mean, he's he's going to have a second top twenty-five recruiting class, probably. No, he's not losing his job this year. I'd be I'd be stunned. All right, all right. Thank you. I
3: just I, I keep thinking of Chad Morris and thinking how things really. Yeah, I'm- fell apart in
0: Arkansas. Yeah, but Chad Morris, I, I think, went like 1-11, Um, you know, which I it, I understand what you're saying, but no, I, I don't think that would be the case. All right, thanks, good. All right, have a good one. Let's uh, move back to the 573. Who's there? Hey, Davis it's Davin. What's up, Davin? How you doing, man? Oh, uh, you know, fun
3: times.
0: <laughs> Fighting through, yeah, I got
3: you. Uh, yeah. So I'll admit I wasn't on the board a whole bunch last week, so maybe y'all talked about it. Because after the Boston College game, I was just I didn't want to pay a whole lot of attention for a little bit. Right. Um, but um, I was sitting in the stands today, and realist George Jr. was sitting like right down in front of me, and I'm pretty sure he was still on the roster. He looks like he's still on the roster.
0: Um. Yeah. I guess now that you mention, I didn't really see him play. Yeah. That, no, that's he, interesting. He
3: couldn't have because he's sitting in shorts and a like just right down next to me so i i, I don't know what's going on i, I kind of said something as we left and i said are you realist george jr he's like yeah so, okay well hey man i'm i'm glad you're here just he <laughs> follow me out and He goes, dude i'm sorry about this game i i apologize interesting I said, not out there. but I, I, I was just totally lost
0: yeah that's uh that's interesting i don't know i'm texting mitchell he's over in the press box maybe he'll be able to get some answers on that
3: yeah, okay. Well that's that's all I wanted. All right, Devin. Uh, I understand everybody's upset. Yeah. Um, yeah. Still be at the game next week. I don't know. It'll, it don't is it's not a whole lot of fun to watch maybe, but maybe it'll get better too. I don't
0: know. Can't get worse, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, buddy. I hey, appreciate kid. the call. We'll talk to you. Let's uh, let's go to the three oh three area code. Who am I talking to? Oh, you're talking to Greg. What's up, Greg? How are you, man? Hey, pretty
6: good, pretty good. Hey, I was trying to see, um, like, I know uh, recruits are, are coming to the games mm-hmm. and also Luther Burden, I guess, is supposed to be coming next week and everything. Mm-hmm. You, you you see what happened today, and what do you think, like, these recruits are thinking other than, yeah, I get immediate playing time, but some of these schools are going up against to get these kids are having some of the same issues we have. And uh, now Drinkwitz is forced with an issue on some of these defensive kids That he might have to make a defensive coordinator change.
0: Yeah, um, I mean, I think that you know the the message you're selling to recruits is, hey, we need help. We need you to get better, right? Um, You're not. I I mean, with Luther Burden specifically, and I've said this a number of times in the last two weeks. If he's judging it on where am I going to win the most games, well, he's not coming to Missouri. I I mean. Georgia's the best team in the country if it's just hey can I win a national title well Missouri's got no chance uh to get him but obviously there's there's more to it than that every individual kid has different reasons that he makes a decision right um so I mean does today make recruiting tougher yes it does there's no question he's got to be a little bit better salesman um, but he's got to know every kid he's recruiting and what the message needs to be to him, and he's got to tailor it to that kid to get more talent. And for some kids, it will be as simple as, hey, watch that game, man. We need help on defense. If you play defense, you might get on the field next year. You know. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's tougher, no question, to recruit than it, used, than it was before this game.
6: Yeah, got you, Gabe. And do you think Eli needs to go in the 10 more on the defensive side? of meetings and practices and everything like that just to try to get this fixed so his job is not in jeopardy and he's on the hot seat. No,
0: nah, I mean he's he's an offensive guy. You know what? Now I, I'm not saying Eli doesn't understand defense, but Steve Wilkes has been an NFL defensive coordinator and an NFL head coach. I don't know if Eli can go in those meetings and and give him a scheme that you know and and show, maybe he can. Um, and, and look, yeah, Eli's got to, I mean, this ultimately is going to end up falling on him. So if he thinks, Hey, I got to spend more time with the defense then then so be it. But that is, I mean, ultimately he has hired Steve Wilks to run the side of the ball that he is less familiar with. And if Steve Wilks doesn't work out, then, you know, that, that comes back on him, um, at, at some point, but I don't know if he's like a guy that can necessarily go in and fix it. He's been on the offensive side of the football legitimately his entire career. Sense,
6: Gabe. I appreciate it.
0: M-I-Z. All right. Thanks a lot, Greg. Appreciate the call, man. Uh, and uh, yeah, phone line is now clear. Made it through another round of calls there. So if you want to call in, you can, uh, like I said, at the beginning of this, it was either going to be the busiest post game show we've had or one that like, was completely dead. It's, it's leaned a little bit more toward the busy, and that's great. I appreciate it. I, I like all the comments, all the calls. Um, everybody wants to, to break this down. Uh, you know, there have been some different viewpoints. I mean, the basic thing is, has kind of been the same, like, what in the hell happened? And, and there isn't really an answer. I, I don't know what happened. There, there's no explanation for that game. Missouri doesn't have a ton of talent, but it has more than that. Missouri might need a better defensive scheme, but the scheme can't explain, like just legitimately not touching guys on 92-yard runs, like not even being close. They're like if 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 Eli Drinkwitz would have would have sat down, if you would have talked to him last night and said, "Give me the worst possible case scenario tomorrow in which nobody gets hurt." What's the worst possible case scenario? I don't think he could have described this. I, there is zero chance anybody saw this coming. I, it doesn't shock me that Missouri lost this game. It shocks me that it was 28-3 after a quarter and, frankly, got no closer from there. I, I don't know, guys. Uh, I don't know how you explain it. We will eventually have video of Drinkwitz's press conference on the site again. I come straight here after the game, so I don't watch Drinkwitz's press conference. Mitchell was there; he's writing about it. He will will have comments. I did pass on the the note about Steve Wilkes, where basically said he just said, "I just got off the field. I'm not going to comment on on Steve Wilkes and whether I'll make a change." You know, but um, I, I don't. There's no real explanation, guys. Um, they are far worse than anybody could have thought. And lost in this is that the offense was not good either today. Connor Bazelak threw two interceptions and easily could have had four. Tennessee basically said, we are not going to let Tyler Beatty beat us. Beatty had 21 carries for 41 yards and three catches for 27. So he had 24 touches for 68 yards. And Missouri didn't have anybody else that could beat him. Uh, Let's go over to the 660 area code. Who's on the phone? You there? Six six zero area code. What's up? All right. I don't know. They uh, do not appear to be there. I guess. Uh, so appreciate it. Uh, I'm not sure. Can't hear you. But feel free to uh, feel free to call back at some point if you want to. But again. Um, Missouri said Tyler Beatty's not going to beat us. Or I'm sorry, Tennessee said Tyler Beatty's not going to beat us. Missouri had nobody else who could. So I do not want to excuse the offense from this discussion. It's just that we've seen the offense have some capability of being good. 660 area code. I got you. Are you there?
5: Yeah. Hi, Dan. This is Chris again. Sorry for the drop.
0: No, you're uh, good. What's up, Chris?
5: Operator, operator on, my so- on my side. Uh, an observation and then a, and then a question. I actually watched the uh, halftime interview that the sideline reporter did with Josh Hochul, Mm -hmm. and he made the comment that the 3-3-5 scheme caught the coaching staff at Tennessee completely by surprise. And it was basically they were trying to figure out in real time what to do. He said that his offensive line players figured it out for themselves and communicated and solved the problem in real time. Okay. And I thought that was really fascinating because that goes to the kind of process that they have at, at Tennessee. And then I'm going to connect that with something that Andy Reid said on a uh, YouTube video a week or two ago. He was doing a session with the uh, head soccer coach of Bayern Munich, and they were doing a comparison and contrast with American football versus soccer. And Andy made the point that the, one of the, the thing that he spends the most time doing is educating players. I mean, that they're really teachers. Mm-hmm. And so I wonder if there's, you know, something to be said for a different set of processes that might help us out. And then the other comment I'll make, and I think other people have touched on this too, what apparently was some lack of effort. Um, I wonder if there isn't some issue in the locker room that nobody's aware of.
0: Yeah, I, I mean... mean that's all I got. Yeah, it, it, and Chris, I appreciate the call, man. And like I've, I've said a few times, I, I don't ever want to accuse anybody of not trying without having more information. Right. But right. when you watch that game, like... It's something just beyond the difference between Tennessee and Mizzou. Like, Tennessee is not 38 mm-hmm. points better than Mizzou on the football field, right? And their coaches are not right. that much better than, than Missouri's coaches. So I it's fair to ask. I don't know the answer. I don't know if we'll get the answer. But, but I understand mm-hmm. why people think that.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. So, all right, man. I appreciate the call, Chris. Thanks a lot. Okay. Take care, man. Bye. All right. Have a good day. All right. I'm a little bit worried about what will happen here. Okay. We had a call from Anonymous. It is dropped now. So I was a little bit concerned about what might happen, but um it uh it went away. So no worries. We're set. Um, feel free to call in if you want to, whether you're anonymous or whether you are a known, uh, known person in commodity SBF aviation here has, uh, has chipped in a super chat to add to the fix the defense fund. So certainly appreciate that. If you guys want to contribute to that fund, I'm not going to promise to actually pass that money on to said fund, but Hey, we always do appreciate any acknowledgement of what we're doing here and and all that. So uh, SBF Aviation, thanks for for being a part of it and, and for the for the uh, little tip there and uh, much appreciated. So look, guys, we've been going for hour hour and a half. We haven't solved anything. We're not gonna solve anything here because that game is just, it's baffling to me. How does that happen? Like the first two losses this year, I understand they were frustrating. And all that, okay, we've got anonymous, so let's see what happens. All right, I've got anonymous on the line. I'm a little concerned about this. Who's on the phone?
4: Hey, you there? This is
0: – yeah. There? Yeah, I'm here. Who am I talking to?
4: Speaking of Alan, man, I've I got a question about drink and the offense, and, and okay. I want people to really think about this. His offense that he is running is working against his defense. His defense is bad. So the the cure to that is to keep them off the field as much as possible, which means you need to play a a ball-control offense. And he's coming out in the five spread with Basilak as if he's the cream of the crop with his decision-making. And then if I'm looking at the roster, I think he got Beatty. And then they have a power back. And uh, I forgot that guy's name that they
3: keep talking about.
0: Michael Cox. And
4: then – Yeah, he's not getting any touches, whether it's him or Beatty. When Beatty was running the ball today, it looked solid. And uh, they're not running the ball, and we're getting beat by teams doing exactly that. Football is kind of fundamental, and I think that he's caught up in his scheme, and he's working against his defense. Because, and they were in the three-down linemen. They had three-down linemen the whole first half. They come out in the the third quarter, and have four uh, down linemen, and, and they score way less points. It took them the whole half to make that change. So that's my thoughts. What do you guys think about his offensive scheme working against his defense? I know the defense is bad, but Drink's not helping him with those play calls.
0: Yeah, I, it's fair. I, I do not like the disparity between the pass and the run. Missouri is is throwing the ball about 60% of the time, and that's too It was 58% today. They had 44 – or before today, they had 44 passes and 30 runs. That's too much passing. That said, it is a short passing game. I mean, it's, it's a game that – it's a passing game that's based on completions and keeping the clock running. I – I agree you'd like to see a little bit more running, but you said when Beatty was effective today, I mean, he had 41 yards on 21 carries, and 15 of those came on one carry. The rest of his carries today were 20 carries for 26 yards. You know, there wasn't a lot of effectiveness there. Now, I do agree with, where's Michael Cox? We keep hearing about him. He can't get on the on the field. Elijah on three carries. B.J. Harris, one carry. Dawson Downing, one carry. Where's everybody else? Um... The offense doesn't get a pass here. It's just that the defense is so bad that I I don't know how you fix. I, I, you know, we almost can't focus on the offense because the defense is so bad. It just it wrecks. It doesn't matter if the offense would be better. It 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 wouldn't help. But it, it's a fair point, Al. The offense is not perfect. Um, they they do not escape blame here. It's just that. The defense has been so bad that I, that I don't know. I, I I don't. We can't even almost talk about anything else, right? Um, but but good points, Al. And as far as the 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 switch from the three three five to the four man front in the and the four man front being better in the second half, there's only one reason that the defense was better in the second half. Whatever they ran was going to be better in the second half because the game was over, and Tennessee knew the game was over, and Tennessee was, was kind of taking it easy in the second half, to be honest. Josh Heupel, he could have scored 80 in that game. I don't think there's any question. Um, I, don't, I don't think Missouri gets credit for the second half defensively, really. I think Tennessee gets credit for not making it as ugly as they could have in the second half. So, uh, appreciate the call, Al. Appreciate you being a part of the show. Appreciate all you guys being a part of the show. While you're here, hit the like button subscribe to the channel um look there's obviously still a lot of you know a lot of passion and a lot of people are interested in this team and want to follow this team and you guys all want them to be better and all that so um you know w- we're here and and we're going to do this after every after every game this week now certainly after every game this year, I should say, um, you hope that that it, there will be some happier calls at some point in future weeks. But do appreciate all the participation today, and uh, appreciate you guys being a part of it. Appreciate Boulevard Brewing Company for uh, being our presenting sponsor on this show every week. And uh, look up a, a, a couple more minutes while I'm winding down. If you guys, uh, if you guys do have. Other calls, feel free to call in. I'm gonna just kind of take another look real quick at the uh, at the stats and, and kind of show you where uh, where things stand or where things stood today. Once again, Tennessee, six hundred and seventy-seven total yards. They ran for four fifty two. All right, let's go back to the uh, let's go back to the phone line real quick to the two oh six area code. Who's on the phone? P Duff. P Duff, what's up, man? How you doing?
8: Hey, um, been better this morning. You know, listening to call the callers. You know, I'm pretty impressed with the callers and uh, the level headedness of everyone that's been calling in. Um, I kind of thought that this morning, watching the game, it was nine o'clock here when okay. I came on in Seattle. Right.
7: Um,
8: it was like surreal. Like I woke up and like, am I dreaming this? Right, because, because it was over kind of in like eight minutes. It was it was real. I haven't. I was I was there through the stall years, and I was like, "This is that." Um, yep. But I'm not. A, I am definitely not a fire the coach guy. But and and I don't even know. I don't even know how that would work. I don't think Drinkwitz is going to no. get fired. No. At all. Um, but if you're Drinkwitz, I know you know. I've been listening to everybody that's been calling in about Wilkes. You know, at this point, it's like, what what can you do to, you know, kind of not save the season per se, but save the recruiting class? And how, and, you know, what's the call for Wilkes in terms of, you know, do you keep him to save the recruiting class? Do you fire him? You know, who takes over the job at the end of the season, you know, after firing a coach five games in?
0: Yeah. I'm not, I'm
8: obviously not offering any solutions, yeah. but one day, appreciate um, what you gave us. You're kind of – you You always have, seem to take a very um, reasoned approach. Um, I'm guessing I'm asking what you're what, – if you were just given the, the golden key to make your decisions, what what would you do? And I would I'd kind of – I'll
0: listen off air. I appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> so I'll talk to you next week. Uh, all right. Thanks. And um, look, I don't – you're asking me what I do. I don't see what firing Steve Wilkes this week does. I don't see what firing him mid-season does. This is your offensive coordinator. You've hired him. You give him the year. Now, if he gets no better, he gets no better. But you give him the year. But here's the one thing I would do. I would go into the meeting rooms tomorrow, and I would say, there are no starters on this team. We're going to go into practice, and the guys on defense that have the best four days of practice are starting next week against North Texas. And if that means I start 11 true freshmen, that means I start 11 true freshmen because the guys on that field are not getting the job done. I would absolutely open up every single job uh, for, for competition this week in practice, and I wouldn't be worried about red shirts or any of that. I would, I would 100% just open everything up and say, all right, man, hey, if you're better in practice this week – you're playing, and I'd see where that takes me because what they've done so far is not working. Let's go to uh, the four seven nine area code next. Who's on the phone? Hey, it's Matt. What's up, Matt? How you doing, man?
3: Ah, uh, doing okay. Um, but realistically, what should we expect the rest of the year? Like, what 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 should be our win total? It's
0: not well, be high. No, I think certainly you ought to beat North Texas and Vanderbilt still. Like, they're really bad. And I think this was Missouri's worst game. I don't think we see Missouri this bad again. So, they should beat North Texas and Vanderbilt. And then you ought to beat South Carolina, I would think. It's not a given. But if I'm picking the final record today, I'm probably picking 5-7. and seven.
2: I would think. But even Vanderbilt and
0: South Carolina, it's just... Now, Vanderbilt's uh, pretty bad, man. It's just ah, uh, not, not sure. Yeah, they're, they're pretty bad. Now, Missouri was awful today. But, again, we're judging Missouri an hour after the worst game they can – I don't know how Missouri could be worse than they were today. I, I can't imagine we're going to see them that bad again. Right? Like, I'm not saying they're going to be great, but I can't imagine we're going to see that again. Um, So, I think you beat North Texas. I think you beat Vandy. I think you beat South Carolina, maybe. But, yeah, I think we're probably looking at 5-7. and seven.
3: I'm a little worried, man.
0: I'm yeah, worried. Understood. Texas
3: might be rough. North Texas has risen up before. They beat Arkansas. They might be best. Never
0: know. Yeah, it, it, it's not impossible, man. It's not impossible. I mean, after today, there's no sure thing left on the schedule. No question. You're right. Yeah. Okay. All right, Matt. I appreciate the All call, right. man. Thanks. Have a good night. Let's go. Uh, let's All go right. next to the three one four area code. Who's on the line from the three one four?
3: Yeah, this is Brooks.
0: What's up, Brooks? How you doing, man?
3: Uh, doing okay. Hey, uh, what?
0: <laughs> Drink is
3: in year two. Yep. But then you got beat by Heifel, was in year one. Yep. Who lost transfer after transfer? Is that what Drink messed up not getting his not getting the transfers in, and they got the transfers in?
0: I mean, you know. I, I don't know. again. I'm, I'm
3: looking at the. I'm looking at the depth for next year on deep tackle. It's bare. It's bare.
0: Yeah. Um. I, I. I mean. I think the hope is that these young guys, you know, that are coming up, that that they can play pretty soon and and be an improvement. I mean, I don't know how you get. I, I don't know how you get worse than today, right? This is this has to be rock bottom. If this is not rock bottom, we got some issues, certainly. Um, but there's nothing you can do other than, hey, keep recruiting and try your guys. And if you got to make a change, yeah. you got to make a change. I mean, I don't, like the only reason I I have no answers because I don't know how anybody has an answer after watching that game, to be quite honest. I mean, it just was.
3: Well, you, you lost two G, the alignment to Arkansas-West. You know, this past year, they're flourishing. Jerry, you know, uh, uh, Williams was, what, uh, Defensive Line yeah. Player of the Week.
0: Yeah, he's, it, that, and that made last week tougher. And, and look, I understand why Missouri fans are looking and going, hang on, Arkansas was in the top ten. They won't be tomorrow, but Arkansas was in the top no. ten with the second-year coach, and Tennessee just came in here and whipped us with the first-year head coach. What's going wrong? I understand all those questions. Like I, like I tweeted out in the first quarter, and like I said at the beginning of this show, All your takes, all your opinions, they're all fair today. There is nothing that is too strong to be said after that game. I I understand all of it. There aren't answers for it. Um, And whatever answers there are aren't going to make anybody happy. Uh, But, yeah, it's it's, it's a bad day, man, and you just got to hope it's the worst one.
3: Well, I just don't see that he's got the horses on the defensive line for next year coming in. I Might mean, he's got great show, but I mean, he hasn't signed on the dotted line yet. He, you know, He's made his oral commitment, but that's not not binding. You know, he right. sure would look good today, but I mean, I don't mean, know the, if he's going to be here tomorrow.
0: The hope is that Jeff Coat and McGuire are better next year, that Makai Wingo is better, that Kyron Montgomery is healthy. You know, and it's a lot of ifs, but yeah, no sure thing, certainly.
3: Yeah. Well, Hansford hadn't had a snap pretty much all year and then you tried him out there
0: starting <laughs> and then three three five. Then he was that the starting no middle sense. linebacker. Totally agree, man. Bizarre. Bizarre. Didn't work. Bizarre. Yeah. Thank you, Gabe. All right, Brooks. Have a good one, man. Let's go uh three oh three area code. Who's there? Oh, this is
6: great again, Gabe. How you doing?
0: Not bad. What's up, Greg? How are you, man? Hey, 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 pretty good. Hey,
6: I was I was thinking too, um my other my other question that I left off was I know at, at quarterback, Connor's doing fine statistically. He's doing yeah. good. But the three teams we lost to have all, like, done very good on RPOs, and they've had a scrambling quarterback. Right. And Drinkwitz brought in uh, Macon. He got um, Brady Cook. I mean, when are we going to start? When is he going to start to realize his offense is probably going to be more dynamic with, a more mobile quarterback because yeah. Basil X having a problems both being mobile and throwing the deep ball. I mean, he threw a floater and almost got Doug killed today. He yeah. threw a one across the, run across the uh, bow to Chisholm and Chisholm damn near got knocked out. I mean, it, it's been like it sounds it looks like every game other than the first two, he's looked more timid out there and he's starting to go a lot longer Thanks. through his reads.
0: Yeah, um, like, Connor wasn't good today, certainly. Um, he could add two more interceptions than he did. But again, like I've said a few times today, picking out individual guys who weren't good is is seems unfair because none of them were actually good. Um, I, if I'm going through the list of problems with this team, Connor Bazalack is not in the top ten. Now, does that mean he is an all-SEC put a team on his back quarterback? No, I, it doesn't mean that. I don't think he is that. But I don't know that that making a, a move to Brady Cook or Tyler Macon this year really does anything for you. I don't I don't know what that changes to be quite honest. Um I think you give everybody a full off season and I don't know maybe Bazalek isn't your guaranteed starter next year but I think I've seen enough to think he's the best quarterback on the team this year and you just got to kind of um do what he does best and see what you can get done with it. Got gotcha, you, thanks for your opinion. All right, Greg. I appreciate the call, man. Thanks a lot. And uh, look, I I do have to give you guys credit, and and it's it's probably a little bit easier on a day like today than it was on a day like last Saturday. That comes down to one play. I mean, that game was over in the first quarter. It was legitimately over eleven minutes into the game. So you've had some time to process it. But look, the I, I mean, there have there hadn't been a bunch of idiocy and craziness and. Um, just out of control. Like, I mean, we did have an F bomb on the first call. So I enjoyed that. That was cool. But, um, you know, I, I think everybody has had pretty well thought out points and, and again, they're all fair. Um, after a game like today, nothing is too strong. This was, it's up there with, I think the best comparison might've been And I can't remember who who said it, but the fifty-five-seven game against Michigan State—that might have been the best comparison for this game. Let's go four-one-seven. Who's on the phone? Hey,
3: Gabe, it's Tucker
0: from. What's up, Tucker? How you doing, man? Man, not bad. Thanks
3: for taking my call. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, I called last week, and it's kind of the same thing again. Like today, I I mean, I I get it. Like it was just, you know, it's terrible. Like the defense was just awful there's nothing you can do with that and the offense wasn't very good either but like i don't know i I, i'm just more concerned with the fact that the offense which drink is an offensive guy seems to have gotten stale and and i know before you say anything like that i'm not trying to blame the offensive side of the ball because nothing matters until the defense gets fixed but like it it just seems like I thought Drink I knew he ran the ball. when he came here I knew his offense wasn't like hype the Baylor offense, I knew it wasn't that fast.
0: But I thought it was like an
3: aggressive downfield offense
0: and that they'd be, you know, going forward on fourth down, they'd be
3: pushing tempo and stuff.
0: And I just feel like the offense has gotten stale. I, I understand that point of view. I don't know if he thinks he has the guys to do what he wants to do. maybe. I, I'm again, I know I keep hammering on this point. I'm a little concerned that he obviously doesn't doesn't trust anybody in the backfield except for except for uh, Tyler Beatty, you know? Um, Tyler, yeah, but I think in look, I'm not going to pretend to have studied a whole bunch of of app state tape or anything or NC state tape even. But I think maybe, the lateral stuff and the quick stuff and the side-to-side stuff is a little more of his offense than people want to believe it is than it is this vertical offense. I'm not sure that's true.
3: Okay, but, like, at some point, like, when you realize your defense isn't just bad, but it's, like, you know, horrendous. It's wretched. Like, don't you, like, you know, become more aggressive? And I don't mean, like, change everything that you do, but, like, you know, like running the ball on second nine when you've got this, yeah. and not going for it on more fourth downs. And again, there weren't like any fourth and one today. I, I get that, but like, I mean, hell, even fourth and eight—like, what, what, yeah. what could be worse? Like, I know he's trying to—I I know he's looking at the long-term picture, but like this, the defense he has, I—if I were drink, I'd be calling plays as if my defense was horrendous because it is.
0: Yeah, no, that's a fair point. And look, if you punt at this point, it's like saying we're minimum going to give you three points. I mean, legitimately the only time Missouri stopped Tennessee today, I thought it should have been a touchdown. Like I thought they got the review wrong and and the kids scored. And that's the only time they kept yeah. Missouri out of the end zone – or kept Tennessee out of the end zone. So you're right. I mean, I do think you have to change what you do offensively. Punting, like Grant McKinnis, thanks for coming along, man. You can hold, but we can't punt the ball anymore because it's like giving up four and a half points every time we do.
3: So, And, and, and then and at some point, hopefully, like the defense gets better, whether yeah. this year doubtful. But if it does, great. Or next year, then of course you change a little bit. But like right. – I don't understand, like, why we aren't more aggressive when the defense is historically bad.
0: Yeah, no, that's a fair point, man. That's a fair point. I agree with you. So, Thanks for taking my call again, Gabe. I'll let you go. All right, Tucker. Have a good one. We got two more on the line here. We're going to start in the 573. Who's in the 573 area code? 573, you with me? All right, nobody there. 816 area code, you there? Yeah, I'm here, Gabe. Who am I talking to?
3: Yeah, uh, uh, this is Rex.
0: What's up, Rex? Uh, How are you? I'll, I'll
3: make it. I'll make it quick. Uh, okay. I'm a probably quite a bit older than uh, most of your callers, but um, the defense. These players we have on defense weren't the greatest last year or the year before. Right. But they are. They this year. Uh, that defensive coordinator has something uh, to do with this. And, uh, I mean, sometimes you just got to, you know, I'm older and this hanging on when it's staring you in the face, you know. But they didn't play this bad the last couple years.
0: You're right. And like we've said today. uh, The talent's an issue, but it's not the only issue because they were better than this last year. Uh, so, uh, you're, yeah, right, you're right, man. You're right. Some stuff, but
3: but I'll let you go.
0: All I right, appreciate Rex.
3: talking to you.
0: Appreciate the call, man. Okay. And 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 look, Rex is where we're all at today. There aren't answers. We don't know. I, I mean, it's. I, you can't watch that game and be able to explain it. It. You just hope it doesn't get any worse than that. Um, I, that's that's all I can say. Um, we're gonna Mitchell's gonna have some stuff on the site. I'm gonna have a column on the site. I appreciate all you guys that hung out here and 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 kind of stuck with us and we talked everything out and we solved nothing. There are no answers for today. Who knows? Um, next week can't be worse. Never say it can't be worse, buddy Bell. Um, I don't know, guys, but you gotta hope this is rock bottom. You're, you're either going to look back in a couple years and say, hey, remember the day we turned the corner? Or you're going to look back in a couple years and say, hey, remember the day we knew it wouldn't work? Today is, is one of those two things. I don't know which one it is, but it's one of those two things. So uh, we'll be back next Saturday and, you know, hey, give it another shot. Uh, like Missouri, like I assume at this point Steve Wilkes, like Eli Drinkwitz, all that. So thanks for uh, being with us. One more shout-out to Boulevard Brewing Company. If you haven't been drinking Boulevard all day, it's only 4 o'clock, guys. There's half of the afternoon games and all of the night games left. Go get yourself some Boulevard. Hang out. Have a good day of college football. And uh, appreciate you guys being a part of it. On the way out, hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. And uh, we'll catch you next week. This has been the Boulevard Brewing Company post-game drinks. Stay tuned to PowerMizzou.com for continuing coverage.